to the Prophecy Club. Last week, I read part of the article from Benjamin Fulford entitled, Major Victory as All Three Power Obelisks Fall, Washington, London, and Rome, dated July the 8th. And I'm going to reread to refresh your memory part of it in just a second. But in that, I explained how the Khazarian Mafia is actually the international bankers. Well, someone that is an old friend, been friend for years, sent me an email that contained a link to something I'm about to read to you today. The title is The Hidden History of the Incredibly Evil Khazarian Mafia. And I was so impressed with this very succinct summary of the Khazarian Mafia proving that they are, well, let me say this. I can't prove a word of this article. I didn't write it, uh, but from through the years, the things I've heard and read, our guest speakers and things like this, it lines up with everything I've heard. Uh, So, so far, in the part that I read, which is lengthy, the part that I read appeared to be in line with everything else I know. Again, can't guarantee it's all accurate, but probably it is. So, first of all, let's get started with a refresh. So, the major victory As all three power obelisks fall, was the headline, Washington, London, and Rome by BenjaminFulford.net. Last week saw a major victory for humanity as the Khazarian Mafia, and I explained that's the international bankers, lost its grip on all three centers of Western power, Washington, D.C., London, and Rome. Now, let's pause a second. As we talked about last week, this is the international bankers that are losing control of their world domination for our financial system. And he's about to say, we're going to be getting a new financial system in place. Now, whether it's announced publicly or if it just kind of slides into place, I do not know. And let me be clear, I'm not saying this. I'm simply reporting what others have said. So let's go on. Each of these capitals, he says, has an obelisk variously symbolizing military, financial, and religious power. Now, we know that these are some bad guys because Revelation 2.9 says, I know thy works, tribulation, and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, but are not, but are the synagogue of Satan, meaning they say they're Jews, but they're not. Then you go to Revelation 3.9, and it says, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. In my opinion, I believe it's talking about these Khazarian mafia Jews that are not Jews. But anyway, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Let's go on with Benjamin Folsford's article. He says, Trump declared America's independence from the deep state. That's another term for them. On July the 4th. As Russian President Vladimir Putin meets the Pope and Boris Johnson becomes Prime Minister of the UK in a no-deal Brexit, giving the White Hats, that's supposedly the good guys, control over the three obelisks of global power, uh, as was Pentagon sources summed up the situation. Now, skipping, this means the undeclared war in the West is mostly over. Okay, so what does that mean? That's really saying that these international bankers are about to lose control. And we see that in many things, but I I can't go into that or we won't have time to get to what I want to get to today. 
He says it's mostly a war over. That may mean that we're about to see these 106,000 arrests. We may be seeing this new financial system come into place here pretty quick. Now, let's jump down, uh, skipping the rest of that paragraph. The battle that led to this victory in the undeclared Western Civil War was seen in the news in the form of various seemingly unrelated news events. These included, one, sinking of a Russian submarine, two, earthquakes at a U.S. naval base, three, the arrest of pedophile blackmailer Jeffrey Epstein, and more. He's saying, he's saying this new financial system is now in place, and the changeover happened with those three events. Now, skip down. In any case, despite the victory in the West, the battle for the planet as whole is far from over. Now, what I'm about to read is probably the most important thing that I've read in the last week. It now looks like, quote, the Khazarians are activating their Iranian sleeper cells to start World War III. I'll read it again. It now looks like the Khazarians, that's your international bankers, that's the people that the dream told me are actually in charge of these 20 to 50 suitcase nukes secreted all across America. It now looks like the Khazarians are activating the Iranian sleeper cells to start World War III. Okay, well, let's just pause a minute. So have they already activated them? See, I don't think that it was Iran that blew up the two tankers. I do think it was Iran that shot down the drone by the way we don't know if it was actually over Iranian airspace or not. U.S. says it was, but then Russia says they can prove it wasn't. So I think that's up for grabs. And do I trust the American uh, military or the, uh, the American intelligence agency, the one that tapped Trump, the one that tried to cheat and make Hillary president? Do I, I trust all of them? Mm. I think you know the answer. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. so let's move along. Okay, so our next question before we jump into this is, have the Iranian sleeper cells already been activated in America? Well, let's see. We had a refinery blown up in Pittsburgh. The very next day, we had a pipeline blown up in Texas, and maybe you haven't heard of it, but there was also an explosion at a mall, and that was here this all in the last couple of weeks. And then there was the Jim Jim Beam warehouse had an explosion and a giant fire. And now New York City had the lights go out. Now, was that all just accident? My opinion? No. My opinion is just like he's saying here, the Khazarian Mafia, the international bankers, which we're about to read about, have already activated their Iranian sleeper cells that, just like Dimitri told Michael in a dream, that have been here long ago, situated themselves, planning and plotting destruction, waiting for the day that they will be unloosed on America. Apparently, that day has arrived. Now, if that day has arrived, then we could very realistically expect to see suitcase nukes exploding all across America not too long down the road. And it may happen if it may happen any day because Iran is already considering all of these sanctions against them is an act of war. So, I mean, it could happen any day. We don't necessarily have to see anything else happen with Iran to make that happen. But I'd like to think that something else would have to happen where America would do something else to make Iran angry. But that does not necessarily have to happen. Now, let's go to the study of the Khazarian. 
The headline is The Hidden History of the Incredibly Evil Khazarian Mafia. This is by Preston James, March 8, 2015. He says, Note, the history of the Khazarians, specifically the Khazarian Mafia, the world's largest organized crime syndicate that the Khazarian oligarchy morphed into by the development of Babylonian money magic, has been nearly completely excised from the history books. Okay, well, that doesn't surprise us. These guys are in charge of a lot of people. These are the people behind the curtain. These are the people that do the dastardly deeds underneath the table. Now, let's go on. The present-day KM knows that it cannot operate or exist without abject secrecy, and therefore has spent a lot of money having its history excised from the history books in order to prevent citizens of the world from learning about its, quote, evil beyond imagination that empowers the world's largest organized crime cabal. The authors of this article have done their very best to resurrect this lost secret history of the Khazarians and their large international organized crime syndicate best referred to as the Khazarian Mafia and make this history available to the world via the Internet, which is the new Gutenberg Press. It has been exceedingly difficult to reconstruct the hidden secret history of the KM, so please excuse any minor inaccuracies or errors which are unintentional and are due to the difficulty in digging out the true history of Kazaria and its mafia. We have done the very best we can to reconstruct it. At the Syrian Conference on Combating Terrorism and Religious Extremism, December 1, 2014, in his keynote address, Veterans Today Senior Editor and Director Gordon Duff disclosed publicly, for the first time ever, the world's terrorism is actually due to a large international organized crime syndicate associated with Israel. Now, again, these people claim themselves to be Jews, but the Bible says they're not. So don't necessarily hang bad around the neck of all of the Jews. This is not them. Okay, let's go on. This disclosure sent shockwaves at the conference and almost instantly around the world as almost every world leader received reports of Gordon Duff's historical disclosure that same day within minutes. And the shockwaves of his historic speech in Damascus continued to reverberate around the world even to this very day. And now Gordon Duff has asked President Putin to release Russian intel, which will expose about 300 traitors in Congress for their serious serial felonies and statutory espionage on behalf of the Khazarian Mafia against America and many Middle East nations. Could that be part of the 106,000 people about to be arrested? Certainly could. Let's go on. We know that the Khazarian Mafia is waging a secret war against America and Americans by the use of false flag Galido-style terrorism and via the illegal and unconstitutional Federal Reserve System, the IRS, the FBI, FEMA, Homeland Security, and the TSA. We know for certain that the KM was responsible for deploying an inside job, Galido-style false flag attack on America on 9-11-01, as well as the Murr Building bombing on April 19, 1995. The Hidden History of the Incredibly Evil Khazarian Mafia 100 to 800 A.D. An incredibly evil society emerges in Khazaria. Khazarians develop a national ruling by an evil king who had ancient Babylon black arts, occult oligarchs, serving at his court. 
During this time, Khazarians became known to surrounding countries as thieves, murderers, road bandits, and for assuming the identities of those travelers they murdered as a normal occupational practice and a way of life. From 800 AD, the ultimatum is then delivered to Russia and by other surrounding nations. The leaders of the surrounding nations, especially Russia, have had so many years of complaints by their citizens that, as a group, they deliver an ultimatum to the Khazarian king. They send a communique to the Khazarian king that he must choose one of the three Abrahamic religions for his people and make it his official state religion and require all Khazarian citizens to practice it and socialize all Khazarian children to practice that faith. The Khazarian king was given a choice between Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. The Khazarian king chose Judaism and promised to stay within the requirements laid out by the surrounding confederacy of nations led by the Russian Tsar. Despite this agreement and promise, the Khazarian king and his inner circle of oligarchs kept practicing ancient Babylonian black magic, also known as secret Satanism. This secret Satanism involved occult ceremonies featuring child sacrifice after, quote, bleeding them out, drinking their blood, and eating their hearts. The deep, dark secret of the occult ceremonies was that they were all based on ancient Babylonian worship, also known as the worship of the owl. In order to fool the confederacy of nations led by Russia, they were watching Khazaria. The Khazarian king melded these Luciferian black magic practices into Judaism and created a secret satanic hybrid religion known as Babylonian Talmudism. This was made the national religion of Khazaria and nurtured the same evil as Khazaria was known for before. Sadly, the Khazarians continued their evil ways, robbing and murdering those from surrounding nations who traveled through Khazaria. Khazarian robbers often attempted to assume their identities after they were murdered these visitors and became masters of disguises and false identities, a practice they have continued even to this very day, along with their child sacrifice occult ceremonies, which are actually ancient ball worship. 1200 A.D. Now Russia and the surrounding nations have had enough and decide to take action. About 1200 A.D., the Russians lead a group of nations surrounding Khazaria and invading it in order to stop the Khazarian crimes against their people, which included kidnapping of their young children and infants for their blood sacrifice ceremonies to Baal. The Khazarian king and his inner court of criminals and murderers came to be known as the Khazarian Mafia, by neighboring countries. The Khazarian leaders had a well-developed spy network through which they obtained prior warning and escaped from Khazaria to the European nations of the West, taking their vast fortune with them in gold and silver. They laid low and regrouped while assuming new identities. In secret, they continued their secret satanic child blood and sacrifice rituals and trusted Baal to give them the whole world and all its riches. As they claimed he had promised them, as long as they kept bleeding out and sacrificing children and infants for him. The Khazarian king and his court mafia plotted eternal revenge against the Russians and the surrounding nations they invaded Khazaria and drove them from power. 
Now, the Khazarian Mafia invades England after being expelled for hundreds of years. To accomplish their invasion, they hired Oliver Cromwell to murder King Charles I and make England safe for banking again. This began the English Civil Wars, which raged for nearly a decade, resulting in regicide, never heard that word before, regicide of the royal family and hundreds of the genuine English nobility. This is how the city of London was set up as a banking capital of Europe and launched the beginning of the British Empire. From David Icke's website, davidicke.com, David Icke was the first ever to courageously expose, expose the Rothschilds publicly in front of hundreds. This, of course, makes him an international hero, and we need more of this kind of courage to break open the cover-up hiding the Khazarian Mafia and bring an end to their worldwide legitimate power. The Khazarian Mafia decides to infiltrate and hijack all world banking using Babylonian black magic, also known as, listen to this, Babylonian money magic, or the secret art of making money from nothing. Also using the power of pernicious, that's terribly bad, pernicious usury to accumulate interest. Now, let me read that last sentence again, because that's really important. So these Khazarian mafias, what it's saying is became the international bankers. These are the guys that began to make money out of nothing, plucked from air. It says the Babylonian money magic or the secret art of making money from nothing also using the power of pernicious usury to accumulate interest. And that, compla- oh, that explains some things, doesn't it? The KM used their vast fortune to enter into a new system of banking based upon secret Babylonian black magic, money magic, that they claimed to have learned from the evil spirits of Baal in return for their many child sacrifices to him. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? This Babylonian money magic involved the substitution of paper credit certificates for actual gold and silver deposits, which allowed travelers to travel with their money in a form that offered easy replacement should they lose their certificates or have them stolen. He says it's interesting how the very problem that was started by the Khazarians, in other words, assaulting the travelers and stealing from them, had also become the solution provided by them. Now, let me pause a second. See, that's what's called the Hegelian dialectic. In other words, you create a problem, then you offer a solution, and the solution to that problem that you created gives you a change in society. So what they started doing is stealing from people that would travel. Then they started offering this gold and silver notes that would then be worthless to someone that stole them, and then they would replace them on the other end of their travel. And, of course, in the middle doing all of this is the Khazarian, or the what became international bankers. Kind of interesting, isn't it? Eventually, the Khazarian king and his small surrounding court infiltrated Germany with a group of those that chose the name the Bowers of Germany to represent them and carry on their Baal-powered system of evil. The Bowers of the Red Shield which represented their secret blood-based child sacrifices, changed their name to Rothschild, meaning child of the rock or child of Satan. The Rothschilds, as the front men for the Khazarian Mafia, infiltrate and hijack British banking and then hijack the whole nation of England. Bauer Rothschild 
had five sons who infiltrated and took over European banking and the City of London's central banking system through various crafty covert operations, including a false report of Napoleon winning against the British when they actually had lost. This allowed the Rothschilds to use fraud and deception to steal the wealth of the English nobility and the landed gentry, who had made business investments into the city of London banking institutions. The Rothschilds set up a private fiat banking system that specialized in making counterfeit money from nothing, charging pernicious usury for the British people using what should have been their own money. This was the black art of Babylonian money magic. They claimed to insiders that such technology and secret money power was provided to them by Baal, which of their frequent child bleeding out and sacrifices rich was to Baal had earned them this. Once they had infiltrated and hijacked the British banking system, they interbred with the British royals and infiltrated and completely hijacked all of England and its major institutions. Some experts believe that the Rothschilds genocided the royal family members into staging, quote, secretly managed, illicit, and adulterous breedings with their own Khazarian men in order to replace the royals with their own pretenders to the throne. The Khazarian mafia wages an international effort to eradicate kings who rule by the divine right of God Almighty. Because the KM claims to have a personal partnership with Baal, as in the devil, Lucifer, and Satan, because of their sacrifices to him, they detest any kings who rule under the authority of God Almighty because most feel a responsibility to make sure their own people are protected from infiltrators and treasonous, quote, imminent enemies within the gates. In the 1600s, the KM murder the British royals and substitute their own fakes. In the 1700s, they murder the French royals. Right before World War I, they murder Austrian Archduke Ferdinand to start World War I. In 1917, they assembled their KM army, the Bolsheviks, and infiltrate and hijack Russia, murder the Tsar and his family in cold blood, bayonet his favorite daughter through the chest, and steal all the Russian gold, silver, and art treasures. Right before World War II, they murder the Austrian and German royals. Then they get rid of the Chinese royals and disempower the Japanese ruler. The Khazaria Mafia's intense hatred of anyone who professed faith in any god but their god, Baal, has motivated them to murder kings and royalty and to make sure they never rule. They have done the same with the American presidents running sophisticated, covert operations to disempower them. You know, as we listen to this, brothers and sisters, we say, you know what, this sounds, well, it's like we said the other day. The Holy Spirit has promised to lead us into all truth. And I believe the Holy Spirit in your heart right now is saying, you know what? This is truth. Now, you're probably not going to find this on most of the other radio programs out there, which is the reason I stopped this program early. I plan to continue reading this tomorrow. I say I plan to, but God's in charge, so we'll see if I continue reading it. But it's summertime. And I cannot explain it, but every summer, our mailbox just goes dry. It goes flat. And unfortunately, we still have people to pay and bills and things like that. So if you appreciate the Prophecy Club, now would be a really good time for you to help us. 
If God has blessed you, when it comes time to your giving, would you remember Prophecy Club? Because we could really, we could really use your help right now. And of course, this also gives me an opportunity to talk about my book. What happened was, and you've heard this several times, you've been listening for a while. About two years ago, in 2017, I began to memorize the book of Revelation. Just a project, didn't think anything was going to happen. Frankly, thought I knew most of it, not trying to be arrogant. I mean, that's what I do. You know, for 40 years, I've been teaching Bible prophecy. But I was surprised. I got a big surprise. I began to get revelations. I mean, information just downloaded to me in the blink of an eye. And (laughs) I got 30 revelations and two visions. God showed me that a single word, first fruits, is actually a secret door. He showed me that in a vision that links the feast of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation, allowing for the first time the end time events that are scattered all over the book of Revelation, frankly, just just be frank about it, all of a sudden we can put them into chronological order. For example, almost everyone, including me at one time, used to think that the great white throne would be taking place at the end of the 1,000-year millennium because if you just simply read through Revelation chronologically, as in in order, it appears that that's the way it happens. But according to the feasts, that's not what happens. See, the feasts bring order to it. This goes here. That goes there. This is the order. This comes after that. One prophetic word said it this way. And this is a guy that came to our church. It's a very famous ministry, but we'll get to that another day. Anyway, so he gives me a prophecy. I remember it's Friday night. I just turned to him and I said, so I hear you give prophecy. He said, yes. So I just reached for my cell phone, put it on record, put it up to his mouth, and I said, go. <laughs> it was a bit of a test. But the brother, he, he, he went humble. He went humble right there and then. And he bowed his head and he prayed. And he began to speak in tongues. And he would talk in tongues, and he would say a sentence. He would talk in tongues, and he would say a sentence. I don't know. Maybe the one whose days I'll even play the whole. It was rather long. It was probably 10 minutes long, but part of it, he said. And he didn't even know I was writing a book. He said, there is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation, and I'm going to open it to you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. I'm going to be totally straight with you. I did not write this book. I did not pull this out of my wisdom because I know Bible prophecy or because I got this and I tied that and I grabbed this and I cut this and I glued this together. That's not this book. This book is a book from God. I did not write it. It's not from my intelligence. It's not from my brain. It's not from my knowledge. Before God, I'm telling you, this is his book. He gave me that, and I'm not saying it's the Word of God like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm not saying that. But I'm also saying it's not from Stan Johnson. If you want to understand Bible prophecy, if you want to understand the last days, if you want God to look down and tap you on the shoulder and say, this guy over here, go talk to him. If you want to be finding yourself in front of groups of people that are hungry, scared to death, don't know if they're going to get the next meal, don't know if they're going to make it through the next day, and they are hungry and scared to death for some information, please, 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 please tell us what is going on. If you want to be the one that they listen to, if you want to be able to get their ears and then point them to Jesus, this is your book. See, everybody else done got the Bible, okay? 
They're not going to listen to you because you got the Bible. They're not going to listen to you because you think you got the idea. But when you start teaching through this book, with the Bible in one hand and my book in the other hand, I believe the Spirit of God is going to send them to you. He's going to get their ears bent forward, their eyes open, and they're going to listen. And then when you get done explaining what in the world is going on like they've never heard in their life, you're going to say, bow your head. I'm going to lead you to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's what this book is all about, brothers and sisters. One for 20, don't do that. Get five, at least five for 30, or best deal, 10 for 55. 10 for 55 gives you nine books to give away. Matter of fact, if you're a real soul winner, you probably want to go ahead and get a case of them. That way you got 59 books to go ahead and give away when the people start gathering around you. 60 of them for $250 at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com is called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Prophecyclub.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And remember, it's summertime. We could sure use your gifts right now. God bless. Help the Prophecy Club to continue and overcome evil with the truth. Help us take your warning to America. Engage in the battle to win lost souls to Christ by supporting this ministry today.